The game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has five stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. Welcome back to the game. The game on Sunday is at FedEx Field. And if you're going to it, let us know and make sure you hit that like button if you're here watching live with us as we are live every Wednesday here on YouTube. No Facebook today because StreamYard had a connection issue on that. So uh, just know that wasn't our issue. That was a technical issue on the back end between facebook and Streamyard. so if you normally catch this on stream or on facebook we apologize if you catch this on any of our audio platforms that you can see on the bottom graphic going in and out of the screen there make sure that you're subbed up there as well philadelphia eagles rematch gentlemen this was the game that we we thought we didn't have a chance four weeks ago and then we bring this game to overtime. We had a chance to win it in regulation if they we went for two. They did not. Ron Rivera said his team was tired hmm. and did not go for two. Mm-hmm. So they go to overtime. They get one drive. Don't do anything. Philadelphia kicks field goal and wins it. Much closer than every one of us predicted. Mm-hmm. Now these two teams seem to be going in opposite directions because since then, Washington has laid stinkers to two of the worst teams in the NFL. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. Philadelphia is embarrassing some of the better teams in the NFL. Although they lost to the Jets, just saying. They did lose to the Jets. They, they did. Also beat Miami. Absolutely beat I the books off of Miami. Yes, I, would, I would take the, the, the Miami win over that Jets loss as an indicator of who Philadelphia is. <laughs> right. I agree. I agree. So now as shadow pop is mentioning commanders did beat Philly last year and they can do it this year. If they play at their best game. Mm-hmm. Important to note, Jalen hurts is expected to play, but banged up a little bit. So that might help Washington. And then we have Whoa. a few more injuries and updates uh that stoner's going to give us here a little boy oh yeah, um, the injuries and updates i don't I, I off the top of my head i probably do but what was washington's record last year when they beat an undefeated eagles team so Under it was 10 they were 10 and 0 or 11 and 0 11 and 0 philadelphia so what was, was washington i mean was washington around 500 or were we doing our usual like three and eight sort of thing I can't remember. I can't even remember the name of Miles Garrett. So I'm going to need people's help to tell me we what were Washington's record was. Four and five. Four and five. So and maybe Philly was they, eight. Maybe they no, were, they were. Yeah, they were, they were eight. eight. No, that's what it was. Yeah. All right. So we were like a 500 team. It was basically like it is now, where Washington is three and four. And what are they? Five and two. One. They have one loss. They don't have one loss. Yeah, they're six uh, and one. The the they game were, against uh, yes the Jets is the only game they've they've this lost. They're six and one. Yeah. Okay. You want to continue so, then? Go ahead. Tell yeah, us. So Tell I us. just wanted to kind of kind of gate when we were talking about last year, comparing last year to this year. I just wanted to kind of gauge where the both teams were last year and where they are this year. I think that <laughs> I I think the chances of them beating Philly are a lot higher than people are giving. But it, do you want me to do the injury report now? Yeah, we got to go ahead and get the, that out of the way, and then we'll 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 let you finish up that thought process that you're having. That's saying Washington has a much better chance, and because injuries and updates are a part of that, as far as how they could potentially upset the uh, Eagles. All right, so Cody Barton didn't practice. I mean, the first one you brought up, of course, was um, the important was was Fedarian Mathis came off of the uh off of IR and now he's in the 21 day window yeah. where they have to either decide they're going to sign him to the 53 or they are going to put him on IR for the rest of the year. So they have 3 weeks in order to do that. Um so the rest of the guys Cody Barton did not practice today. We saw him uh get his leg rolled up on uh in that game early in the game. 
and he didn't return. So he did not practice today. Sadiq Charles did not practice today either. We saw him go out and his calf, I think. Uh, let me see what the specific – yep, his calf. And again, we've been talking about this for, for a couple of years. He's got calves the size of, size of bowling balls. It's no wonder that he's constantly hurting his calf. Uh, all right, so uh, he did not practice today, and Curtis Samuel with his foot did not practice today. Cosme has a hip deal. He was limited in practice. Cole Turner has an ankle. He was limited in practice. John Allen was full practice, although he's complaining of a knee. Montez Sweat was a full practice uh, with his finger issue that he had in the last game. Kendall Fuller took a vet's day uh, off today. He gets a lot of those. He had a couple last week. So good for him. Hey, he's nearly 30 years old. So you got to take <laughs> those right. got to take those breaks when you can. So those are the Washington. That's the Washington injury report. So stoner, because I interrupted you and threw you in under the bus to give us the injuries <laughs> and updates there. And we'll yeah. get more under the Federian Mathis aspect there in a little bit. But you think that it's going to be closer. Why is that? I think it's going to be closer because Philadelphia, even with their record, putting the record aside, they have not really been dominating a whole lot this year like they did last year. They dominated teams last year in their run all the way to the Super Bowl, although they should not have been in the Super Bowl if San San Fran's quarterbacks didn't get hurt in that game. But Jalen Hurts hasn't been great. He's completing a high percentage of his passes, and it's about 67% of his passes. He's got eight touchdowns and seven picks. I know another quarterback in the NFC East who has about those same numbers. Yards, uh, passer rating, uh, completion percentage, touchdowns, interceptions, all that. Sam Howell has about the same numbers. I'm not saying Sam Howell is as good as Jalen Hurts. I'm just saying these are some of the reasons why Philadelphia can be beaten. They run the ball well. They throw the ball well. They stop the run very well. They're number one. What their weakness is, is twofold. Number one, they're not great at stopping the passing game. Oh, Washington has not proved to have a good <laughs> passing game the last few weeks, but that's where they have been lacking defensively. And they don't get turnovers. They do not force a whole lot of turnovers. They force, they've gotten three interceptions all year, and they're actually minus in the turnover ratio. So if you continue to do that and you don't, commit any turnovers and you force one or two against them, you've got a shot to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. There you go. There you go. I mean, to be fair, Trev, <laughs> we don't, bro. Ron Rivera, as a coach of the Washington franchise, is three and four against the Eagles. So it's not like he's mm. been awful against this mm. take he's that been able to, he's been able to best them cool uh three times almost 50 percent of the times they played this time it could make it to no. 500 not gonna happen no. trev why why is nah, that man because we don't we can't even run an offensive play without getting we have 40 sacks somebody mm. made the comment if we play our best game we have no idea what that is because we can't keep our quarterback upright to make a play yeah we can't. We score seven points against the one and five New York Giants. They hadn't scored, and all these stats of like what their weakness at, what they have a tendency of doing. Mm-hmm. It's great, but when time to play us, those stats act like they don't, they don't exist. People have come in with low sack numbers. They beat their sack total number in one game against us. They come That's in true. with a bad rush defense. We can't run the ball. They come back. That's they true. come in with a bad pass defense. They sack us. We can't even give them a chance to see if they're a bad air defense or not. That's true. And the only way we have a chance of winning this game is if we sign a contract with Philly saying no pass rush allowed from you guys. <laughs> and you see if our quarterback can actually beat you guys. Three second rule, guys. Three seconds. Bed. Yeah. I hate to be like that, but it's true. Like, we can't even complete an offensive series without getting a sack. We give Sam Howell no chance to see what he's – I mean, we've seen glimpses of what he can do, but he hasn't played a, a clean game all year. He's been on the ground at least four times every game. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really hard up against this Philly defense who just keeps for some, I don't know what Harry Roseman got or how much money he has, or if it's a secret with the commission or whatever, but he'd be going to get players 
to add to the already star-studded team they have. Kevin Beard, safety from Tennessee Titans, all pro, pro bowl mm-hmm. safety, kind of fell off because it's Tennessee, but he's going to revive his career in Philly, no doubt. They always seem to go get people just to add to that strong defense. And personally, we said the Bears had bad sacks. They came and wrecked us. We said the Giants can't score a touchdown in the first half all year. They scored two against us. So whatever Philly is showing weakness in, they're going to strive in it against us. It is what it is, guys. I hate to be like that, but the way we've been playing on offense is so unfair to our defense. We're not playing complimentary football. Our defense. Okay, Trev. I heard. I hear you, Trev. <laughs> I'm just I, not, bro. I do not disagree ridiculous. with anything you're saying. I just want to add a little bit more to it to maybe think a little bit differently. Okay. All these things you said are true. But in that first meeting against Philadelphia, in Philadelphia, Washington did a lot of those things that kept them in the game, was leading in the game, leading at halftime, no less. And they kept coming back on Philadelphia time after time, the offense was basically unstoppable in that game. Washington's was Philadelphia did have sacks, but what did they have four or five? So five five sacks. So they had five sacks. So it wasn't like a a bills thing where they had nine or anything. Now five's too many. I get it. But over the course of that game, when your offense is humming, you're probably going to get a little, a few more sacks than normal. They couldn't stop the offense. Trev. Philadelphia could not stop Washington's offense that game. This is a week-to-week league. This is all about matchups. Some teams you don't match up well against. Some teams you do. Washington just seems to match up a lot better against Philly these last few years. Not to the point of they're dominating Philly. I'm just saying that they're in most of these games against Philly, if not winning them. They lost in overtime, Trev. It was week two. It was week four. It was week four. Okay, week four. Okay. We've gotten worse since then. So all of a sudden now, since we played him close four weeks ago, we're going to play him close again? I'm saying the possibility is there because the matchups are in your favor. You're not going to have Emmanuel Forbes covering A.J. Brown. We don't have anybody can cover A.J. Brown. That's the problem. He's (laughs) A.J. Brown. But that's maybe where you're going to have to play a little bit more zone instead of going man-to-man against, hello, a top-10 receiver. Maybe you we don't do that. We can't play zone. We don't have any linebackers to cover the zone either. So it doesn't matter what defense we play. We're going you to get some thrashed. respect on Miracle Whip's name, all right? Yeah. Put some respect on Miracle don't, don't, don't you want to see David Mayo lined up across from Goddard? Or Devontae Smith, there, yeah. Yeah. Don't don't you want to see that? Isn't that excite you just a little bit on the inside? (laughs) I can't wait. He's all for for Mayo to be on these. Come on, I'm just. It's gonna be rough game. I'm not gonna say that it's not. Um, but EE right, St. Juice had a great game against AJ Brown last year. This year, AJ Brown went off. Emmanuel Forbes ended up getting benched because of how bad that game was and the next game that he played. But you're absolutely right, Stoner. The This is a division game. Mm-hmm. NFL is any given Sunday. You wouldn't have expected, you know, the Patriots, who've looked awful all year, mm-hmm. to beat the Bills, who most people can t- consider one of the Super Bowl contenders, mm-hmm. right? So... This is very possible on a game that was a three-point overtime loss for the Washington Commanders to not, not continue doing things. I'm not saying it's likely. Everything points oh, okay. to this being a <laughs> Philadelphia victory. Right. What we're trying to say is there is. it's not as hopeless as people are making it out to be. By the way, I just looked this up. So those five sacks, Washington scored 10 points off of the drives that oh. had a sack in them wow. against Philadelphia. So That's shocking. One of those oh, touchdowns wait, wait. that we talked about. Again, the when Washington sacked when was- No, no. When Sam Howe was sacked, they still scored. They still 10 scored points. 10 points. They got a field goal That's off shocking. of one drive, and the final drive that sent them to overtime, he was sacked on that drive. They still scored a touchdown, put on the extra point, went to overtime. 
Wow. That's so totally three other drives were punted, that. but yes, but they were actually able to put points up when he was sacked in the game against Philadelphia, which I think okay. is important. And, I think so too. and, and honestly, when rethinking about that game, five seems like a lot of times to be on your back, but Washington was doing really well and sustaining drives. Mm-hmm. They absolutely were, the offense was humming against, and I mean, there's no other way to put it. They put up 31 points. I, 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 to me, that's humming. Anyone want to disagree with me? Is that's, that's, uh, no, it's humming there. That's humming. Yeah. So they had 28 running rush, rushing, uh, attempts and they had 41 passing attempts. So tack on 46. So was that 46 and 28 plays? I mean, that's a considerable amount of plays to be running on offense. That's a successful offense. Mm -hmm. Correct. And Washington can do it. Now, that being said, gentlemen, Gus brings up this very valid point here. This is going to be the first repeat opponent for Sam Howe. Mm -hmm. How's that going to work out? Because now they've seen him. He's got a lot more tape on him. Can he repeat that performance? Or is this actually going to go in Washington's way because this is an opponent he is familiar with? Glass half full, Nathan, as opposed to glass half empty. He knows what their tendencies are on defense now. So why can he not improve? That's what film is for. Okay. You watch film for a reason. Okay. Doesn't matter if you faced him or not before. Tyson or Tyler Badgett is a D2 quarterback and has never faced the NFL defense ever, came in and beat the Raiders on a Bears team that beat us. It doesn't matter if he's seen him before already once in the field. I am only only (laughs) refuting the point from Gus. I'm not refuting it as a whole. I'm not out here to say he's going to be better because he's seen them for the second time. But Gus is saying that Philadelphia is going to be – even better. better against Sam Howell because it's the second time. And all I'm For saying, sure. well, if that's the case, why can't I say, well, this is the same, the second time Sam Howell has seen them. Why can't Sam Howell be better? If what you say is true, then why can't what I say be true? Because we're not that good enough to you, that. That, that has true. nothing to do with it. <laughs> well, because uh, Dan Snyder was the owner for 25 years. Therefore, the name is cursed and the franchise is cursed and we never win. So therefore, we can't beat Philly and Sam can't have a good game. That's a bunch of bullarchy, bull crap. You can't use those that type of logic. All I'm doing is refuting what Gus said. It's a possibility. Not saying that that's what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> well, Stoner, you yeah, have was- been hypercritical of Eric the enemy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Massively. Now, yes, this is a game that Washington actually earned most or the one of their closest. I think you have the stats. You'll have to tell us whether okay. or not it is the actual game where their run pass percentage was the greatest on the rushing side. Obviously, they've always tipped to the passing attack. Yeah. But is this the closest? Was this the one that they had the closest kind of ratio? Um, no, this is, this is not the closest they've had was, um, the closest they had, I believe was against, uh, Atlanta, but I mean, just in the game, no, no, the, I'll just say that, that it's not, Yeah, it is the closest that they've had in terms, I don't know how to frame it. They've had the most balance against Philadelphia when they have been either even or within one score. So when the game has been close, which was most of the game, they have a better balance of running versus passing against Philadelphia. However, however, as as much as I've been sitting here pounding the table about running the dang ball over and over and over again all these weeks, I'm not saying that this week. I think this is the week they actually do need to throw it more. They need to have better balance. I'm not talking about stick with the 66% uh, passing. They need to have better balance, but they do need to throw the ball a lot in this game to win this game. 
not just because they're behind, wow. but because that's what Philadelphia's weakness is, if they have one. But guess but what? But they still Brandon? need to run it. They still need to run it. If we need to pass it more, it's going to make it harder for our offense to do because we can't even get the ball out of Sam Howell's hands without him getting sacked or pressured. Right. But so, you can do things to, to mitigate that. <laughs> <laughs> that look. I wish, I wish there's the a way can. to put that. He can't get out there and protect him himself. I mean, he can call the protections, but the, the, the weakness of our offensive line is not EB's fault. He didn't pick the offensive line. Now, he could adjust and maybe cater to what they're good at, but our offensive line is not good at anything. Well, it's not. I refute that, but okay. They're good at running the ball, Trev. They're not great at it, but they're good at it. If they can run at 4.3 yards per carry over the course of an entire seven games so far, if they can do that, why why is that not good enough? And Nathan and I have had these conversations offline for hours yeah. at a time about <laughs> we this. literally were talking for an hour today about but this in analytics in general 4.2 yards per carry on average is good and it's top 12 in the in the niffle in the nfl if he would really? do that if he would allow them to run the ball a little bit more than he has and if he calls short passes, what what made the offense go in the second half against the Giants? As bad as it was in the first half, when it was putrid in the first half, what made it go in the second half? Uh, the muff when punt, he started, when we got the ball in their territory. When, That's what made when it he down. started rolling out, when he started throwing quick passes, what worked against Denver quite a bit? Screen plays. All of these things, that's what you do to mitigate a pass rush. You get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly. The first throw that Sam Howell had was he snapped it, he turned, and he threw the ball out to the flat to Curtis Samuel. Way over his head, but it was the right play because they were playing off coverage on him. If he would just do that more, then that will keep Sam from getting sacked. Watch. I hate to do this because I don't like comparisons, but watch what made Tom Brady so successful year after year after year after year. He wasn't throwing the ball downfield all the time, except for the one or two years with Randy Moss. He was just getting it, throwing it. Why do those running backs always lead the league in receptions for running backs in New England? Why were they such stud fantasy players of guys you never heard of? Because he'd get the ball, he'd dump it. He'd get the ball, he'd throw it. He'd get the ball, throw it. Throw it to Gronk over here. Throw it to Gronk real quick. And he never gets sacked. And he was great at the being in the pocket and all that other stuff. But the offense was designed to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And that's how you stop getting your quarterback killed. It's not yeah, rocket the, science. It's not. For the rushing attack that you're preaching about, in mm-hmm. seven games, we're averaging 86.1 yards a game in rushing. Yep. Brian Robinson in seven games has rushed the ball for 85 times for 325 yards, averaging 3.8. Right. Stoner, we are not a good rushing team. Okay. Our opponents have rushed for 125.7 yards in seven games. We're not and talking we about the opponents. Poopy, uh, but I'm t- but our, rushing is, the, our rushing is worse than our opponents, and this is who we played. The Bears, the Cardinals, Trev. the Broncos. Trev. The Giants, the Eagles. Washington is – give me that Bills. number again. Give me that number again, Trev. How many 85, yards per game – 85 yards per game. 86.1. That's awful. 86.1 yards per game that Washington is averaging. And star that comment, Nathan. I want to come back to that. Okay. Uh, Trev, now look at where they are in attempts per game. And where that ranks. Yeah. I don't know where it ranks, but we have, we ran the ball 143 times. For an average of what? Now I can tell you 4. because 2. I know it off the top of my head. Four point two. Right. I'm talking about the number of times per game that they rush the ball. Oh. 143 divided by seven. I can do it in my head just because I already know the number. It's like 20 it's 20.7. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Or 20.4, one of the two, whatever. Okay. That's DFL. Do you know what DFL means? Does anybody know what DFL means? It's I know what DF is. You, you know Football. what the F stands for? Football. No. Dead okay. effing last. Okay. The number of times that they average running the ball is DFL. It's last in the league. And I think right. Gus is probably going to um, come in and say something about that because I don't think it's actually, but I think it's 30th. But the point being, I'm trying to emphasize here, <laughs> is that they don't run the ball enough, Trev. That's why they don't have as many yards. 4.2 yards per carry, Trev, is what? 12th. That's awful. That's 12th in the league. 12th it's for not the league awful. is not bad. Just run it more. If you keep that same average, 4.2, <laughs> you're going to average, and you run the ball 25 times a game, that's another 20 yards per game. Even if you, and then you come on here next week, yards well, you're going to say pass the daggone ball next week. If that e happens, you're going to say that. E even even if they were to have a little bit more failure in there, right? What, what what's so if they're twelfth now at four point two? I don't mm -hmm. know if someone has the list up. You know what is what's four point? What's what's four yards a carry in the NFL? I mean that's a first I mean, down if you run three times, right? So, so what, are you, that's, what are you asking? So my, 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 my point is if they run it 25 times, but they still only, if they, they drop from 4.2 yards a carry to four point yards a carry, that's still somewhat successful in something they can do. Yeah. But you're asking I, a hypothetical. Well, I'm I mean, giving you, you're, you're the, the one who's saying that they got to run the ball more. And that's a big hypothetical with Eric Bienemy calling the <laughs> offensive play. No, no, I'm saying it, you <laughs> over seven games, you're averaging 4.2 yards per carry. So you can assume that in every game you're going to average about 4.2 yards per carry. So if you just up your number of times you rush by five, now you've added 21 yards to your average, and now you're at 107 yards per game rushing. Oh, wow. Where does that we rank? broke the 100 mark. Where does that rank, Trev? I don't know. Where does 107 like yards? Let's see. I'll tell you right now. I got it right here. Yards per game uh, rushing. Man, Miami averages 163. Yeah. So uh, there's 107 couple, means well, nothing. They had a couple <laughs> of good runners that are both now injured. And it moved you up seven out. spots. And all I did was suggest running five, five more, more times, times per game. That's we'll, if we'll we push you up seven times. Carry, though. Right. Well, that's that's what an average does for you. Yeah. And this, Allison, this is what this is what I was trying to say. There was just like Allison saying more reps don't guarantee the same average. I was saying add those reps, reduce the average by 0.2. Let's say because let's just say that they have a little bit of regression there. OK, mm -hmm. because they're running more and it's getting stopped a little bit more. OK. All right. Even then, you're still adding 20 rushing yards at four point yards a carry compared mm -hmm. to 4.2. Right. And even if you and get 4.8, you're still, you're still doing more than what uh, you had been before. And what if you're, if you average more, yeah, you said again, Allison is suggesting they could do less. Well, they could do more. We always want to look at the, 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 the negative. Yeah. yeah. The negative side. Look at no, the positive side. We've just been a fan for over, 25 years so we know how it goes bro that's right. all it is we're just being realistic well that's all it is <laughs> i i have to say speaking of being realistic we dogged our man stoner mm. last year when <laughs> or was this year when he called brian robinson a jag mm. he didn't mean it disrespectfully as in like he's a bad player he meant mm -hmm. that he is just another running back he's nothing correct super special now that we're a season and a half in trev yeah i kind of need to issue an apology to stoner because brian robinson has only got one 100 yard game under his belt in that time yeah and in fact as far as like even just impressive games go he's had impressive runs and i think that mm -hmm. he has mm -hmm. some great tendencies that i'd like to see but gus here bringing up what I've I've been starting to get around to these mm -hmm. last few games Chris Rodriguez 
is going to end up leading this team in rushing. And Chris Rodriguez might be the best pure running back on the team right now. That's a goddamn shame that that's the case. That is a shame. Not a GD no, and everything, not, man. That's, that's a shame. That's no, a shame not. that this team has drafted running backs in the third round two out of the three years, and then out of nowhere they get just some guy out of the sixth round, and he's better than both of those guys. That's a damn shame. And it, and it just true, goes though. to it's it's part of the list of all of the bad draft picks that this team has made over the course of or this regime has made over the course of four drafts. That mm-hmm. a sixth rounder can come in and in seven or eight games overtake two third rounders. And I said it when when they drafted Robinson in the first place. I hated that pick because hello, you've got a third round. Antonio Gibson already here. And I hated the Chris Rodriguez pick because hello, you've got two third rounders already on your team. What are you drafting a sixth round running back for? That's a B Rob clone. And now he's, he's the best guy in the roster. Oh my God. That is a shame. That is disgusting to me that that happens. Hurts, by the way, while we're on the, uh, while, while we're on the topic of uh, issuing apologies to uh stoner here, what about when, uh, when I, you guys got all mad when I said Terry McLaurin's not a top ten receiver. Where, where, where's my apologies for that? You're seeing that, no. And and no, you all not. wanted AJ Brown below, <laughs> uh, below Terry McLaurin in the rankings, and now AJ Brown's a top five receiver, and Terry McLaurin's dropping down those rankings. Just Back because the, uh, we don't have a quarterback that can properly yeah. get him the ball. No, we don't okay. have an offense well, that, that is feeding him the yes, ball either. Exactly. How many games has he seen less yeah. than six targets? How many targets yeah. does A.J. Brown have? How many yeah. times have the Philadelphia Eagles been successful yeah. as an offense compared to Washington? Yes. There's a lot Appreciate that goes it. into it. You're Appreciate not going to tell me Terry McLaurin is not one of the top wide receivers in the NFL because that, my sir, is malarkey he's not top right. 10 he's top you, 15. you you say what you want to say about that i'm not giving you that one i did <laughs> give you the b rob one and yes ee chris rodriguez hasn't hasn't done anything yet but what i've been seeing from chris rodriguez yeah. is Positive. he's been a lot more successful i think running mm-hmm. consistently compared to mm-hmm. brian robinson who seems to miss the hole or try to do too much when brian robinson gets in space or gets through that hole he's a monster and he was fined for what he does to defensive backs once he gets past mm-hmm. there okay because he will just low lower the boom all right what i see chris rodriguez doing is he is decisive he takes that Mm-hmm. and he hits he just he picks the right hole he makes one cut and he's up there's there's no hesitation there's no thinking it is straight just running he knows what he's supposed to do and that's what he's that's what he's been doing in fact this game against the giants chris rodriguez only saw nine snaps so i that's know one less than casey Tuhill. i know that he's <laughs> doing anything except for Seven of those snaps he was in, he carried the ball. By season's end, Chris Rodriguez is going to start really eating into Brian Robinson because that's where he's eating into. Make no mistake about it. People want to point to Antonio <laughs> Gibson and say, well, he's just, he's not, An- Antonio Gibson is a JD McKissick, okay? You're going to put him out in the slot. You're going to have him be back there for pass blocking. You're going to have him be there as a back who can run the wheel route. And make an amazing catch. What was that? Two week, two three weeks ago, mm-hmm. he just mm-hmm. had an outstanding catch on the sideline. Okay, mm-hmm. that's Antonio Gibson. It's not Chris Rodriguez. That's not Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson is a tank. Brian Robinson is a guy who can be that short uh, yardage guy, as um, Tommy here is mentioning. But Chris Rodriguez is the runner that. Eric Bieniemy wants. It was the guy that they he wanted to draft. He was the, the so they drafted him. And if you remember, everybody kept saying that they took the seventh round guy and Pacheco, mm-hmm. and they made him the number one rusher. Well, now Washington's got a sixth round mm-hmm. guy 
mm-hmm. and they might end up doing the same by season's end. And B Rob like is happen. a say it, Trev. Running back. He won't say it. He'll never he refuses, say it. Refuses, refuses to give <laughs> he, that he one is. Un, he is. I'm sorry. He he just is. And it's unfortunate because so well, I mean, I didn't even like uh drafting him originally in that third round, didn't. drafting a running back. I uh, didn't like the pick. I hated both picks too. Yeah, I know, man. Running it's backs crazy. are a dime a dozen. Okay, don't That's like right. you can. To me, you might as well just wait, unless you're going to get somebody special, like a Bijan Robinson. Right. You might as well just wait till undrafted free agency and take your pick of the litter, because there are some good quality running backs that are out there. And I know Jarrett Patterson's not anything truly special. Who? Jarrett freaking Patterson. But that guy had eight touchdowns in a game. He was Buffalo's leading rusher. He has talent. He might be into the roster NFL talent, but the guy has talent. And that was an undrafted free agent. So and that's, where it got I, that's, and well, well, you, that's what I'm trying to say is you can get yeah, guys. I.E. I.E. Chris Rodriguez. You can just pluck a guy in the sixth round. And he can be a serviceable back for three or four years. Maybe he was the best I. player. I.e. Alfred Morris. I.e. Fat Rob. I.e. all these Oh, guys. Fat you Rob. I miss Rob Kelly, guys. Yeah. How's I Jameer Gibbs Jones, doing? Man. How is B. He's John hurt. Robinson transforming Atlanta's he's offense? Sick. He's a little sick, but he's fine. You don't draft running backs high. You just don't do it because you can get a Chris Rodriguez in the sixth round. And he or will Pacheco. be a serviceable back. Or Pacheco, whatever. Yeah, our running back room is is less than mediocre. So, oh, oh, almost got him to say it, Nathan. Almost. Less than mediocre is almost, almost jagish. <laughs> he almost said he's a jag. Well, we got we got a few questions from uh, right. the audience here. First one up is uh, Code Talker Biggie. We're going to get to yours next here. Panel, this is easy. <laughs> who are the weak links on the Eagles' defense? Because that's who we attack. Who is Washington attacking this Sunday against the Eagles? Ah, for me, the I think it's pretty squad. simple. <laughs> when you say the practice squad, the practice squad. Oh, I think their yeah. their secondary is what their weakness is. Now they yeah. they've got some names out there, but their secondary and the their linebacking core, the middle of the field, is where Washington can attack this defense. Their linebacking core is very suspect. It's very average. It's very jaggish. That's where you have to attack them. Their defensive line, oh my goodness, right? They they are studs on their defensive line. But you have to attack the right up the middle, the, the linebackers and the DBs, especially in the safeties. That's where you're going to get Philadelphia. Trev, you 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 think that's uh, you're saying practice squad? So I, I, <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. It's a secondary. They just picked up Kevin Br from the Titans, but they also got rid of Terrell Edmonds, who played against us last on the week four. I don't know who their corners are, honestly. Oh yeah, Slay um, and oh yeah, um, well Terry sends him all the time. And Bradbury, so, and Bradbury. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Good. But they've got not, good corners out. They're there. good, but. Right. Right but it doesn't really matter who's back there because they got that pass rush and their linebackers are are really good too. So if we can, well, get I a disagree. Pass off, I don't think their linebackers are good, but okay. Nolan Smith, Brandon Graham, and Kobe Dean are better than Jamin Davis. You have a miracle whip. You have some life, weird right? thing about Kobe Dean, man. Yeah, I, I, I do. He is not. He I is. I mean, he's he made some plays against the Vikings. Nolan Smith got a sack. Brandon Graham is a vet. He's always caused problems for us. If we can get past our pass rushing linebackers and attack the secondary and get a pass off, yeah, that's true. But until well, are you talking we about get... their outside linebackers, or are you yeah. talking about their middle linebackers? They're just their linebacking group is better than ours. Everybody's linebacking group is better than the Washington Commanders. Okay, but they could still be a weakness. They could, but if we can't get past the pass rush, then how are we going to attack them? Well, that's again, the if we can't get past the run defense, how are we going to pass them? But so realistically. If Sam Howe has time in the pocket and remains upright, we can beat the secondary. But if he's on his back, we can't beat nobody in the secondary. Mm. But the weakness to answer the question, yes, is the secondary. But how do we beat it? 
<laughs> specifically the, the nickel oh, and the safeties as Allison pointed out because Slay and Bradbury are good. So you're going to want to attack the third guy. You're going to want to attack the safeties, uh, the linebackers, of course. So maybe this is a game where you can get some production from that screen game or Logan Thomas, Paul yes. Turner uh, type situation. Uh, or our man Tim is in here about over or under on sacks. Well, we're going to get to the game predictions later, but I will say this attacking the safeties is going to be a bit problematic for Washington. Now they did have some success with that. I mean, Deami Brown finished with two catches, 51 yards for goodness sakes. So, I mean, like they had some success <laughs> getting man. those long passes, mm-hmm. but they can't rely on that because Philadelphia wants to feast the same way that the giants feasted sure and the way that they really they got five sacks so it's not like they were any slouches against washington the time before so i don't think you need to see too many uh, plays that are trying to attack i don't want to see so many of these sacks where the nearest guy the wide receiver is like 10 12 yards down the field and has a guy on him there should be an outlet for sam there should but it's it's gonna take quite a bit for Washington to go after these because I, I I think that Antonio Gibson can match up well, but how many times are we going to see mass protection like we did against the Giants in the second half to give mm-hmm. Sam Howe some time? Because that was Antonio Gibson and Logan Thomas were pretty much just on blocking duty at that point. Mm-hmm. They weren't, they were just going to send out a couple wide receivers and you're going to try to you know, pick up where you can because uh, Martindale was sending seven and you're bring, you're keeping seven to mm-hmm. pick that up. So it will be interesting where Philadelphia sees Washington's weakness. And that is whether or not this offensive line is as bad as we think it is, or whether mm-hmm. or not Sam Howell has the problem we know he has. Next question was from big E here. For the panel, how long will it take to get a solid offensive line again? And would you all invest with how? So that's a little past this game, but I think that it warrants because those are the two things that Washington has right now against the Eagles that could absolutely blow up in their face. The the line, the offensive line was just had their worst game of the season. Now they mm-hmm. not saying they've been pretty good. Most metrics will tell you that they've actually been fairly solid. In fact, we had Nick from PFF on Tuesday and Stoner got a little taste of what it is on the analytics side. And although he is still an old man yelling at the clouds, mm-hmm. he's at least understanding that even though Wiley, who is by the numbers leading in pressures, right? I believe he's right. pressures allowed. He's also mm-hmm. had significantly more snaps than everybody else. So his percentage is actually lower than quite a few other players who are worse than he is. So while we don't think highly of Wiley and a lot of people trash Leno and Sadiq Charles is Sadiq Charles, mm-hmm. this offensive line, I do think they can hold their own, but they, they are coming off their worst game. So how can we get improvement out of that and therefore get some improvement out of Sam Howe? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, We've seen this offensive line since the offseason. There's nothing more we can do by now unless we get new faces in there. That's, I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to answer that question. Well, you may not see Sadiq Charles, so that's going to bring up who are you going to see? Are they going to put Stromberg yeah. in there at left guard like they did during the Giants game? Or are they going to have Chris Paul be the starter and then oh, have God. Ricky Stromberg again being kind of that swing guard as the backup guy? I think they're going to go with Chris Paul if Sadiq Charles does not play. Over keep- Stromberg, who was the or- emergency yeah. uh, guard last time? Yeah, because Stromberg can play three different positions. He can play left guard, center, right guard. Whereas Chris Paul can play left guard. Left guard. <laughs> so you can't have Chris Paul as a emergency, you know, a backup during the course of the game because he can only go in for one player. So now that that one player is out, he can go in there and replace him, and Stromberg can still be 
a backup for right guard center left. This guard. is awful. So I think that's possibly what could happen. And we we saw him play left guard against the Cowboys last year, and he was pretty darn good. If yeah. you looked at every single snap that he had, he was actually pretty darn good. So we'll see how that works out. But kind of to emphasize Nathan's point about Wiley, and I'm not defending Wiley in any way, but I don't know what the number is in terms of um, the number of snaps, pass snaps or pass attempts that Sam Howell has had. I think he's top five. Is he not top five in the league in pass attempts? He might even be top three, top two or three. But the point is, Andrew Wiley has also played every single snap. And some of these tackles who are um, maybe the somebody who's had more attempts than Sam Howell. Nathan, are you looking that up by any chance? I'm looking it up. Okay. So there's another quarterback who has more attempts than Sam Howell. Well, their tackles have probably not played every snap because there's injuries and so on and so forth. Like Charles Leno has not played as many snaps because he missed an entire game. Wiley's played every snap. So even though he has given up the most pressures and everything, but because he's had so many more snaps than everybody else, it's not quite as bad as you think he's been. But remember, they dropped back 55 consecutive times against the Bears. No other team has done that since like 2006, since they started keeping those sort of metrics. Nobody has ever done that. So that means Andrew Wiley's got to go back 55 consecutive times. He's going to give up pressures if you go back 55 times. Yeah. Just to clarify, for because Tim's going off in the uh, comment section there. Hmm. I, I don't think anyone here is defending Wiley. We're giving context to the fact that while he's been bad, he might yeah. not be as bad as what some people think. We still think he's right. probably bottom third of starting tackles right tackles mm -hmm. easily right but i mean easily. he's he, he's a lot better the one i defend mostly is charles leno who has been much better than people want to say that he is one of the worst left tackles in the league and that's just simply right. not the case he's a very middling tackle like 16 to 18 but he's he's there right he's 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 serviceable for, for this team. Sam Cosme, I will disagree there. He's not mid at best. He has the potential to be a very good right guard in this league. The rest of them, Nick Gates, Charles, yeah, those those guys are are probably not on this roster for very long here. Your question about pass attempts, Sam Howell is tied for third. Uh, Kirk Cousins has 280. Mahomes has 266. And then Stafford, Goff, and Howell all have 256. Derek Carr right yeah. behind him with 255. Yeah, so and if you look at their tackles for those teams, you're not going to see as many snaps because they have missed some time due to injury or due to whatever. Like in Leno's case, he just missed a game for personal reasons, and that just happens. But Wiley's in there every single time, every snap. And maybe to the detriment of the success of this team, he's in there every single time, but he is in there every single time. So that just gives it some context, not defending his play. It's yeah. just not as bad. Or the contract that he's playing under. Not not defending that either. That's what a Super Bowl would do to you. <laughs> well, you know, in that Super Bowl run, if you look at a Super Bowl run, he didn't give up a single sack, I think even a single pressure, in their entire run. He was one of the worst graded tackles during the regular season. But then all of a sudden, during the playoff run into, into the Super Bowl, remember... In the Super Bowl, the he Eagles, had zero pressures. Yeah, you remember the Eagles went into the game trying to break the record for the most sacks in the history, and they got zero in that Super Bowl, and Andrew Wiley was one of the reasons, and he turned that into $24 million. Good for him. But I don't know what his dead cap space is for next year, but I'd be willing to eat it to get somebody better, 100%. Uh, probably just play uh, Lucas out there as the full-time, oh, unless you draft a guy is is probably the answer there so the uh, unless there's any other questions from from the field mm -hmm. please go ahead and put those in there if you're watching us live here on uh, youtube did you two have anything else you want to bring up here when discussing the eagles we haven't even talked about the fact that jalen hurts is beat up, He's a little beat up. washington 
he's going to play. Nick Strani even came out and said he's they expect him to play. But I mean, he's been taking his fair share of hits as well. Mm-hmm. Can Washington use that to their advantage? They got after him three times the uh, previous game. Can they continue putting pressure on him this game Sunday? If this knee injury for Jalen Hurts is as serious as they're making it out to be where he has to wear a brace, I look for Nick Sirianni being smart enough to hand the ball off more to DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell rather than put Jalen Hurts in a liability zone by making him quarterback scramble or making him more mobile than he's used to. So that's what I look for from Philly because DeAndre Swift killed us in Detroit. He's going to kill us four weeks ago. He's going to kill us on Sunday. So if they just turn around and hand the ball off, That'd be just fine. But when he does drop back and make a couple passes, if we get to him, then yeah, that's going to be effective. But I see them running the ball more than having him drop back because of that, that left knee injury. You, you'll see him on a lot of his scrambles. He's not as explosive as he's been in the past, probably mm-hmm. because of injury and protecting himself. And he he does not even um, you know try to outmaneuver or out quick anybody whenever somebody gets close to him he's going right down yeah he in years past he didn't do that he would make moves and you know he was very elusive this year that has not been the case and i'm sure it's again because it's injury early on he had the shoulder issue uh that he had all the way back until last year so he was protecting that shoulder and now with the knee issue so you'll see him anybody gets close to him he going down and and we like to um we like to poo-poo on our defensive line and all the money that they make and the first rounders and all that and think they're not as good. The other teams absolutely fear this defensive line for Washington and they game plan against it. So like you said, Trev, they're going to do things to try and offset that defensive line for Washington or the defense, what they can do better. And they're going to attack what Washington's weakness is, which right now is throwing the ball and your linebackers. So that's what they're going to do to try and beat Washington. But Washington's going to do the same thing and turn around and they're going to figure out how are they going to get to Jalen Hurts. And they have to stop the running game, especially Jalen Hurts running. All right. Well, I didn't see any questions come in unless you two Mm -hmm. have anything. I think it's time for us to get to our week eight predictions. Yes. Yes. Which we got some fire. So make sure you get in there with your game predictions as we get to the cooldown here on Ref the District. 